Blog Talk Radio. Come back home to Africa. Come back home 
divine, all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, revelation and manifestation. You are listening now live to the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor of Agun Oloye, Hoodoo Obea Bokor, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my personal ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my work along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding the place from where I began, the place from where I realized and crystallized all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe. Ashe, oh, Ashe. And we're going to look at that just a little bit closer and a little bit more in detail today on this very special show, this Tuesday, December 18th, 2018. And I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you, live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally, from this working temple of the house of the divine prince. Thai Potion, Hoodoo Central, Black Hawk Voodoo is this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritless Hoodoo Obeya life path journey, passing down the great Obeya stick along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits and minerals. Please do continue to join me and support me here live at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch Revolutionary Hoodoo New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes here on Blog Talk Radio. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince and my live listening and call in number is area code three four seven two one five eight nine six seven three four seven two one five eight nine six seven is available to you during live airing shows only at high noon US Central Standard Time here on Block Talk Radio. Please do press the number one 
on your telephone keypad, I will be more than happy to bring you into the conversation. And please always be mindful that my website, where I can be reached, utilizing various means virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, operating in well-documented revelation and manifestation is www.houseofthedivineprince.com. Houseofthedivineprince.com. Also, please visit me and Denise Augustine and Historic Tremaine at www.oursacredstories.com for tours and experiences. Tours, ceremonies, and experiences with me, Denise Augustine, and Historic Tremaine at www.oursacredstories.com. All is true and indeed a blessing because I am, because my creators are. I am because my ancestors are all-powerful, open, and receptive to all that I'm in now in this divine moment in time, space, infinite, limitless, without boundaries, not to be confined and extremely difficult to define. I want us to look again today at some things that I've talked about over the years. I did a long series of of shows about dimensional spaces. And for some of you, it it came off, you know, like an academic lecture. Uh, It it might have been a little bit much for some people to digest. Um, It required opening up our consciousness at at a very level, expanding our awareness at a very different level, uh, often requiring a great deal of experience, um, maybe perhaps reading and studying and personal interest in the topic. So I want to look at it again today after receiving um, very favorable response to yesterday's show. And I want to talk about Well, first of all, today's theme leads into what it is that I want to talk about. And today's theme is Kikumba Chop Umoja. And it is one of the seven symbols of Kwanzaa, the unity cup. And this is symbolic of the foundational principle and practice of unity, which makes all things possible all things possible. And so I want to look at it from a more universal but quantum metaphysical level, and particularly for you practitioners of voodoo, of ATR traditions, uh, even practitioners of magic and, and witchcraft who operate, in my opinion, often in ignorance, of, of true laws of science, true laws of nature, and, and therefore true laws of, of magic and what magic is and how we operate in that. If your logical mind, your rational mind, can even the critical mind can grasp this information, then indeed you open up a better understanding 
of how these traditions and how spiritual magical phenomena works and occurred. Someone just the other day posted uh, the question of the absence of miracles, the absence of magic in modern times. And I dare say that uh, there's no absence. I say that there are people who cannot see, who no longer can hear, who no longer are functioning at the higher octaves of personal achievable vibration in order to allow them to experience and be a part of this phenomenon. Indeed, there are people who claim to experience spiritual manifestation in their lives, in their worlds every day. And so I, I offer you all listening to me to keep detailed journals. And I don't mean just a dream journal. I don't mean just, you know, your random thought journal. I, I mean all of that, really. Um, spirit will speak to you in dreams. Spirit will speak to you in the random thought. Spirit will speak to you sometimes in very focused streams of information that in that moment you're you're not ready to receive, you're unable to receive. And much of this can be explained when we can look and better understand what dimensions are and how they operate. Most often when the term four dimensions of geometry is mentioned, people generally assume the subject is about mapping of a place in coordinates. Again, suggesting being coordinate in three-dimensional space is a point of intersection of three lines by way of three directions or three dimensions. And so our first three dimensional spaces are laid out for us. One line goes up and down, another goes forward and backward, and the third goes across left and right. If you can visualize that, the lines can also be imagined as planes intersecting in the same manner. When we talk about our four-dimensional geometry, the first three dimensions are spatial, length, width, height, and the fourth dimension is temporal, the dimension of time. Time, including the past, present, and future fourth dimension. With these four dimensions, we can precisely point to a location in time and space, plotting the geometry of points, lines, planes, and solids. And so this is why veves are important. This is why sacred ritual circles work. This is why we construct our ancestral shrine, our ritual altar, in a very specific, ordered way. It is not random. It might look random. It might appear random. But it is not random. There's an order to magic, to ritual, to ceremony, just as it is an order to science, craft that we think requires skill. Each of the four directions are based on, con- on um, constraints or polarities. There is up and down, left and right, 
forward and backward, to push and to pull, if you will, in the spatial dimensions. And there is fundamental polarity in the alignment of the lines and planes of these dimensions. And this is important because when we conceive of unity, what is unity? Just like we say, well, what is love? What is prosperity? And and how do we map coordinates? Show that to me in the room. Identify that for me from other uh, objects. And so unity exists beyond the first four-dimensional spaces. Unity is not confined by height, width, length. Unity is not confined by time. One can still be unified. One can still be operating in unity. Something can still be unified outside of a, a spatial time space. Each of these dimensional spaces are based on constructs or polarities. And so beyond the first four dimensions is where we begin to even conceive and understand what unity truly is. The temporal dimension, the fourth dimension, the dimension of time, however, is not just the constraint of past and future. Quantum physics and metaphysics alike suggest there is time and timelessness. The polarity represented by the temporal dimension of time is the past, present, and future contrast with timelessness. On one end of the contrast places time being everywhere and yet in nothing. Just like we say God is everywhere uh, and in everything, the other end of the contrast places time nowhere and yet in everything. Conceptualizing timelessness within physical orientation is difficult for the linear mind, for timelessness is metaphysical. Tibetan, Buddhist, indigenous African, indigenous American concepts specifically refer to four aspects of time, past, present, future, timelessness. At the same time, the comprehension of timelessness is related to quantum physics, which holds that we supersede the limitations of basic cause and effect of space-time, that consciousness rules space as well as time, instead of space and time confining and determining all. And that is why you hear me say, the spirit realm is more real, more evident, more relevant than anything that we think we can even imagine or envision in the physical world order. For indeed, the physical world is an illusion. It's in constant motion. Once you think you've narrowed anything down in the physical realm, it has already changed. It is already in motion to become something else. It, it has already moved or relocated. 
So those things that we contrast to that dimension, those things that we sort of bound to that dimension never change. We seek difference. We, we, you know, there's a relative sense of, of, of difference, of change, of individuality, but then there's a place where we are all vibrating from the same place, from the same space. And the, the next, um, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh dimensional spaces better explain that. One way to begin to imagine the concept of timelessness is through consideration of the chakra system. The chakra system, for instance, are sometimes associated with organs and glands, and are said to spin in clockwise and be stacked in a certain physical layering position. The chakras are not fixed in time nor space. And chakras operate beyond the fourth dimension. So when we say first dimension, second dimension, length, width, height, we're talking about physicality, organs, glands, the spinning clockwise of the chakras in, in particular specific in the body. The chakras are not fixed in time nor space, nor physicality. And as energetic portals, the chakra system exists in a way that is beyond three-dimensional placement and time restriction in an amorphous condition in the space of timelessness. When biological position is used to relate ideas in the chakra system, it pertains to symbolic aspects of the chakra. Time is the following, that being which is as much as it is, is not. And in as much as it is not, it is. It is intuit becoming, intuitive becoming. It is something that we envision and then it becomes our reality. Everything that we deem reality is something that we first envision that then manifests itself in a, in a, in a physical way. We would have to stop and, and talk about how we even see things <laughs> from a scientific perspective. Uh, we don't see things. We see a reflection of light and how that responds in, in, in our brain computer. So dimensions are simply the different facets of what we perceive to be reality. What are immediately aware of are the three dimensions, length, width, height, depth to some degree. But beyond these visible, visible dimensions, there are many more. And in fact, the, the theoretical framework for what is known as string theory, a scientific theoretical framework, super string theory, posits that the universe exists in 10 different dimensions. And some scientists and quantum metaphysicians and magicians say more than 10. 
and I'll explain that in a moment. But these different aspects of what govern the universe, the fundamental forces of nature and all the elementary particles contained within them operate within 10-dimensional spaces. So the first dimension, as we've already noted, is that which gives it lift. A good description of a one-dimensional object is a straight line, which exists only in terms of length. It has no other discernible quality. The second dimension uh, is height, and you get an object that becomes a two-dimensional shape, like a square, for instance. The third dimension involves depth and gives all objects a sense of area, volume, a cross-section. The principal example of this is a cube, which exists in three dimensions and has a length, width, height, and hence a volume. And beyond these three lie the seven dimensions which are not immediately apparent to our eye, but which can still be perceived as having a direct effect on the universe and reality as we know it. And for my students and my initiates and my clients who have heard me say journal, document, journal, and preferably, preferably with a, a pen, pencil, because you are operating in dimensional spaces when you draw that line, first dimension. Second dimensional space, the, the square, if you will. And so your magic not only is in your ritual, how you set up your shrine, what you might be saying or invoking over the shrine, but, but it's, it's an action that requires writing, documenting, and then actualizing, actualizing through demonstration. Scientists believe that the fourth dimension of time, which governs the properties of all known matter at any given point, time is really about where you are or where a person, place, or thing is at any given moment in time space, along with three other dimensions, knowing an object's position in time is essential to plotting its position in the universe. The other dimensions are where the deeper possibilities come into play, and explaining their interaction with others is where things get particularly tricky in physics and in magic. In the sixth dimension, we should see a plane of possible worlds which could compare with and position themselves along with all possible universes that start with the same initial conditions. So, for instance, the sixth dimensional space, I'm sorry, the fifth dimensional space is slightly different from our own and might have slight differences, slight similarities. So we're all born of a mother in this world. And so in the fifth dimensional space, too, you might be born of a mother, but you also might be in vitro. You might be a test tube baby. You might be adopted. And so the fifth dimensional space 
we would see slightly different world from the world that we exist and with differences that would be uh, trackable, documentable. In the sixth dimensional space, we would see a plane of possible worlds where we could compare and position all the possible universes that start with the same initial conditions as in the fifth dimension. But in theory, you could master the fifth and sixth dimension if you could travel back in time or go to different futures if you understand how to separate, how to distinguish the differences. And that's why um, sometimes I talk about empathic feelings and being clear that that emotion that you're feeling in that moment, is, is it you, extension of an outside influence, or, or is it coming from another place altogether? I've talked about uh, leaving your house in one state of being and in, in, in one mood. Uh, and let's say you, you pass through the drive-through, and the person that you are being waited upon um, ha- have had a bad day and has experienced some negative things and, of course, has no time to explain any of that to you in that moment, but, but then passes that energy off to you, and you all have a brief, curt, short, not-so-positive encounter, and now you carry that energy with you back into the next dimensional space, the next location of your day, the next place in which you're, you're headed, and you become disconnected from the origin. If you're aware of the origin energy that experience at all, so the eighth dimension gives us a plane such as possible universes, histories, in which we, 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 we understand, we can all sort of envision and visualize, but have a completely different origin beginning than ourselves and what we would necessarily perceive. In the ninth dimensional space, we can compare all the possible universe histories, starting with all the different possible laws of physics and initial conditions. And in the tenth and final dimension, we arrive at a point in which everything possible and imaginable is covered. And so when you hear me say anything you can dream, anything you can envision, anything you can imagine, and anything you can create in your mind's eye is already real in one of these dimensional spaces, is already existing in one of these dimensional spaces. We, when we start talking about voodoo, magic, the laws of, of, of positive thinking, uh, the secret. It's an attempt to bring that dimensional reality into this present moment in time space. And as complicated and as confusing and as mathematical as physics and quantum physics and all this, this science is, and I invite each and every one of you to explore these subjects on your own in depth to gain a, a, a greater understanding of what I'm trying to explain to you in a, in a 30, 40-minute time span. But it is the very foundation of magic and why magic works. 
and how the ancients and the indigenous, the ancestors of, of, of our lineages were able to to acquire great feats, defeat great forces, overcome great powers, so that we might survive and be present today in order to do greater and bigger things. The idea of the unity cup, the idea of Kikumba, Cha, Imoja, is to not only reinforce an understanding of unity, the foundational principle and practice of unity, but also to operate. We've got to take it out of that elusive dimensional space where it is not defined and bring it into a place where we clearly define what unity is. We can bring a dozen people into a room, and, and a dozen people might mirror similarities in their definition of what unity is, doing something together, uh, coming together. More than two people um, agreeing upon something, but as we think about unity, meditate on unity as we move into this holiday season, into this Kwanzaa, coming Kwanzaa season, I offer you to reexamine how you define unity is. Is unity just the the act of of, of threading your hair, of of, of uh, mounting a a red, gold, and green, red, black, and green flag? Is unity just the act of of saying? Black power, or 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 saying "Viva la raza," or is it actually something that we do? Is it something that shows up in your demonstration? Do we show unity when we support our community and our our favorite causes or your favorite businesses with your dollar? Is it a show when we vote? And we vote in a in an agreed upon way. Unity, just like prosperity, just like love, are very elusive words that exist beyond the first four dimensional spaces. They exist in a space where comparable reality, individualism, for instance. Look, we see individualism personal as something very real and something very tangible but indeed it is it is an illusion <laughs> for you know we say I'm an individual I wear this hat and I wear these sunglasses and indeed these sunglasses or that hat other than created by hand other than something originally crafted um, there are a million others of them on the planet. Is it yours because of how you wear it? Is it yours because of how you style it? Is it yours because you own it or you created it or you made it? And so unity is a big elusive word that we must clarify, and it must be something that shows up 
in our demonstration. What is a unified front? What is unity in a family? What is unity in a partnership? What is unity in a relationship? And how do we clarify unity in the environment today of aggressive individualism, an aggressive sense of autonomy, an aggressive sense of what's in it for me, and an aggressive sense of me, myself, and I. All of these concepts are not in unison, are not in unity with the ideals that we think of when we address Kwanzaa. They are not village mentality. They are not philosophies, principles that would exist in a village society, in a more indigenous culture. And so it's something that we must act upon. We must show, we must demonstrate in our behavior to bring clarity. So I offer you, along with your seven principles of Kwanzaa and the traditional seven-day activities of Kwanzaa, I offer you to take the time to also look at with your family and friends and your children the symbols of Kwanzaa and the deeper meanings behind those symbols. I also look at the the cup, the unity cup, and I also think that there is a bitter brew in the cup of unity. Are we unified when our children are shot down and murdered in the street? Are we indeed unified as we continue to witness police shooting and killing innocent people in the street? Are we indeed unified when one goes hungry in our community, when people are, are homeless, when, when those who are operating in, in unchecked and undiagnosed uh, mental health, um, our aging community, our elder community, are we showing and demonstrating unity, unity, so I, I don't stand in judgment of what unity is. I offer that we all examine, re-examine, meditate on to yourself and others about unity and the true meaning of unity. And so in passing the unity cup as a part of the traditional ritual that is Kwanzaa, we are also sipping from a cup of responsibility and in unity comes demonstration and responsibility. It's an act of suggesting that we are responsible for the person we receive the cup from and the person in which and whom we are passing the cup to. Unity is not easy. Unity takes work. Unity can keep you up at night. Unity can make you angry. Unity can bring you to sadness. Unity can fill you with joy and a sense of, so it is more than just a ritual cup for the symbolizing of unity within the Kwanzaa ceremony, Kikumba, Tion, Ucha, Mocha. It is an acceptance, a receiving of, 
responsibility and then an offering or a passing on of that responsibility to the next person, the next soul, the next spirit, the next individual, the next generation. As always, I appreciate you all being present with me here at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch Revolutionary Hoodoo New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipe here on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, my live listening and calling number is area code 347 347-215-8967. When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I'll be more than happy to open your mic and bring you into the conversation. I will be forward momentarily. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. A dash of cayenne to the root. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Boil a gumbo hot and steady. Don't care if ready, ready. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne, where she's buried. Build a fire on the bayou When a black cat scratch at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant the magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the rule Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that molds this through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof, gonna put on my grease. Black top hat, black suit too, same old rod that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne. To the roof, gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah, black top. 